Ziv Reinhold. It is the last day of the year 1091 of the Third Age. You just got back from the festivities of the Winter Quantel in Saravel. You had a fantastic time, roaming the streets of Saravel, taking part in all the activities. There were games, delicious food, and tons of ale to keep your spirits high. You wish your parents could have been here with you. The winter season has finally ended. Spring and a new year start tomorrow. You curl up into your warm bed and slumber takes a hold of you. But in the night, you are startled awake by a loud boom. You rush out of your room, and Heltrone has done the same. He looks to you and says, What was that? I... I don't know. Are we under attack? I'm not sure. We had no reports of an attack coming. Heltrone opens the front door of his home, and the two of you see that sections of the city of Saravel have been destroyed. Fire illuminates the night sky, and the people of the city scream and wail from some attack. The people are in danger! We have to help them! Heltrone takes his shield and sword from near the door. The two run down to a lower level of the city, and find people running against them, escaping higher into the city's tiers. And then you see it. You see this attacking force. It's impossible to describe these monstrosities. The multi-legged creatures have spiked legs, a humanoid upper half with faces folding in on themselves. One turns to the two of you and rushes forward. A spray of acid erupts from their face. Heltron puts his shield up and gets covered in the acid. He falls to the ground screaming and dropping his sword. Heltron! And I charge against this creature. What the hell are you? With the finesse of your blade, you take down this monstrosity with ease as it tries to recharge another acid attack. It falls limp to the ground, and then you see another set of these monstrosities running your way. You look to Heltrone, worried. Ziv, run! Leave me behind! Heltrone stands to his feet, barely able to take a defensive stance. You shouldn't die for this! You were meant for more! I'm not just gonna leave you here! What the hell is with you people and dying? Why are you just so okay throwing your lives away? Being a martyr is not always the answer. You're coming with me. And I grab Heltrone by the arm and I just start trying to run away into an alley to get away from the creature coming our way. It is difficult, but you are able to lift him and hold the weight of him on your shoulder. The two of you rush into an alley, looking to hide from these creatures. But they give chase, rampaging through the alley towards you. Running as fast as you can, you find yourself trapped at a dead end. The creatures now stand with you, waiting for their chance to strike. Shakily, I stand there. I put Heltrone down and glance quickly at his burns. I look towards the creatures and grip my court blade with both my hands as my breathing begins to get a bit panicked. We, we were never meant to stop the war. These creatures are here for us. They could smell the blood we were about to spill. I... I am Ziv Reinhold, guardian of law. These lands are my charge to protect. And I glance down at Heltrone, staring wide-eyed from any dangers. And glancing back up, shivering from being in shock, I just run towards them. I am law! And I charge right at the creature. As you charge at the creatures, you close your eyes and stab your blade forward. It meets resistance as it plunges into a humanoid form. You open your eyes and see Heltrone standing there shocked. Your hands quickly let go of the blade as your attention is ripped away by a large explosion above you on the mountaintop. 
shakes the entire mountain. Fire and rock rains down on the city, and then a burst of darkness envelops everything. And you wake up. You sit up quickly in your bed, sweating and panting like you just finished a marathon. What? What was that? Heldron? Foreign? Anyone? A crowd erupts outside in celebration of the Winter Quantal. Festivities are continuing. Siv, you sit in your room and cry alone. You find yourselves walking through the gates from the trade district to the canal district. It's getting close to the evening as it took you an hour or so to walk from the tavern here. People of the town are celebrating with this being the week leading up to the summer quantal. But some find themselves still prepping and decorating instead of having the opportunity to celebrate with food and ale. So you all are walking to the canal district to scout out the Crimson Command Keep. Is there anything you'd like to discuss on your journey from the trade district to the canal district? How long is this going to take? Hopefully we'll just walk on by and you know, see what everything looks like and make our way to uh, Astra's area. So we'll be back at the, at the end in about an hour, maybe? Less? Well, I don't know. How 45 much, minutes? How much further 30? do we have to walk from here, Astra? I mean, that, that doesn't matter. It took us an hour to walk this far. Yeah. Definitely at least an hour back then. Yeah, no doubt. So do you have something planned, Doroth? I have somewhere I'd like to be. So if we could hurry this up. Where do you have to be? Are you sure you're okay, Dorothy? I'm fine. Just a little woozy. Well, yeah, we can try and pick up the pace. The, the sooner we get there, the sooner we can get back. You make your way through the canal district and it is now evening. You approach the location of the Crimson Command Keep. And this outpost is more robust than you expected. It has its own city block, roughly 200 feet square. A 10-foot-tall stone wall wraps around the entire compound. An iron gate entrance sits locked and closed. The street is about 10 feet from the wall. Between the street and the wall is a lush green grass, but centered in the middle of the compound is another square-shaped stone tower. It reaches five stories high and overlooks most of the buildings in the surrounding area. The buildings appear to be 100 feet on all ends. The top is crowned with a parapet, and you see a Crimson Command guard walking the edge looking around with a torch. Arrow slit windows are perfectly designed vertically and horizontally. This dark gray stone tower is well built and holds a powerful stance here in the city. And the outside is the stone wall? Yes. Ten foot tall. And then the center tower is 50 feet tall? Five stories? The outer wall is a stone wall and it's made, It's about 10 feet tall. There is an iron gate that you're seeing on the west side of the compound. Really can only see much because of like torchlight coming from like the courtyard in the area, like illuminating up between the wall and the tower and also a Crimson Command Guard walking around the 
top of the tower with a torch looking out around the city. Impressive. And just for reference, how big was the Gamor Crimson Command? Oh, it's like a fucking castle. Okay, so sizably larger? Yeah, sizably larger. The Crimson Hold is probably like 20 times larger than this. Okay. But this is just like an outpost? like Yeah, it's so each town in the world, you assume, has some sort of outpost, like Dubro, Vlad, mm-hmm. Latalia. And those small towns only really need one guard, whereas this is like a major metropolis. And so there's a, probably a lot more going on that they need to investigate here. So they have a much larger compound that they have. Like my guys in Yin. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm just going to kind of like look at it and all say it's impressive and... I really just want to take a slow lap around the place just to set my eyes on everything. I'm not trying to go inside or anything. Okay. So um, as you're approaching, you're coming in from the northwest corner. Would you like to go along the northern wall, the western wall? Which how, which direction would you like to go? Was I coming at a corner? Yeah, you're coming at the northwest corner. Yeah. Okay. It would probably make sense in that case to go counterclockwise. So if we're coming from this way, continue past the... So go south along the western wall? Yes, and then just circle the block. Okay. As you move south on the road along the western wall, you get to the Iron Gate, and it's about uh, 10 to 15 feet wide, and it's not blocked. It's literally just an Iron Gate. And you kind of, like, peek inside. You probably pulled your cloak up. You're kind of hiding yourselves. Yeah, we'll say my medallion's hidden if I haven't already said that. I think you said it last week. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's just tucked in my shirt or something. So, yeah, so you're keeping yourself as disguised as possible. And you notice that... There is like a small stable building on the southwest part of the compound. You can see that from the gate. You can see that there's horses in there. There's some. There's a Crimson Command member like feeding them and taking care of them. And then you get directly in line with it, and you see that the there's doors to the keep itself, and they're wide open. And you see like uh, a bunch of Crimson Command people at tables eating with well-lit torches. The it's basically the bottom floor of the tower. Um, and then you get a little bit further and look backwards against the, across the gate and you see a little archery zone. Give me a perception check. Uh, may I as- assist? Not in this situation. 21. So you see a familiar face holding a torch, watching a bunch of cadets shoot bows and arrows. You see Bryn Talith. I don't say anything. But... We're rushing in. <laughs> I, I get a little excited to see that he's well and not like uh, dead. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, no, I mean, again, I'm not really trying to interact with anything. I'm just scoping the place out. I, that makes me feel a little safer about everything, seeing that Bren is there, like, chilling. Okay. Uh, do you want to continue walking around the compound? Yeah, I'm just going to keep walking. I probably won't even really talk about much of it until we circle and get away from it, unless something really... Does anyone else have anything they'd like to do or say? Uh, is the gate open? The gates to the the outer gate is not open. Just the doors to the floor, the bottom okay. floor of the keep. I would be trying to look around for any signs of danger. I guess inside anything out of the ordinary. But the fact that people are inside eating and they're practicing archery would probably make me kind of be like, okay, it seems like everything's fine for now. Okay. I mean, is there? I'm trying to give and get an idea of what I could maybe. Um, tell you is there anything specific in the danger sense that you're looking for um any smoky stuff or like black residue okay left behind sure finch give me another perception check since you said it yeah i, pr- I wouldn't have thought sorry i got great that. perception i was made for this uh 
And that's going to be 24. Do it with disadvantage, actually. Disadvantage, so I just roll again. Is that cool? Mm-hmm. 24. You're having a hard time with it being the evening, finding anything kind of black or residue on the ground or anywhere. Okay. Yeah, at the first signs of everything looking okay for me, I would probably just be following Finch's lead in this point. Okay. Kind of glancing, but not actively looking for anything. Now that that's like in my head, I really want to be looking for that kind of stuff now. The, thinking these shadow people are like the shadow assassins, I mean. Okay. Um, so I might perception check on every side of the wall if there's a vantage point or something for okay. me to see in. I mean, are you wanting to get a vantage point to where you want to get on top of a, one of the surrounding buildings? No, no, no. That's too much. Okay. This is just a casual retcon. Okay. So we'll say that you reach the southwest side of the compound, and the there is a, like a square roadway that's going around the entire compound, and then multiple roads are connected to this. It seems like this is kind of like a a center area for road travel to kind of connect to to each other. And you start walking along the south wall, walking east. This has no gate on it at all. You do get the the smell of like horses as you get to that corner as that's where the stables appear to be. You do have uh, also a kind of a fresh scent of like vegetables and such along the south wall is that maybe they've started like a small little farm or something in like a grassy knoll on the side on the other side of the wall but you get to the southeastern side of the compound and you start walking north along the eastern wall there is a a gate very close to the southeastern side and you get a good look inside from that angle and there appears to be like a like a manor like a, a pretty nice building on the northeastern side of the compound and you also get a glimpse of a drinking well, and you'll see, you actually see two or three, you actually see three Crimson Command members gathering water with a bucket out of the well, and they seem fine. Okay. Uh, one more question for me. Um, are, are all the Crimson Command members wearing uniforms? They are. Um, it's uniforms that, sh- that you recognize from being in the Crimson Hold back in Gamor. None of them are wearing like armor or anything. They're wearing, like, basically the equivalent to our time BDUs, just casual uniforms. Okay. Not dress uniforms or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Some of them do seem to, like, have weapons on them, like short swords, sheathed, but none of them are, like, on guard. It's just, like, on them. Kind of like how you're walking through a city with your weapons on you. Was this gate, like, as big as the first gate we saw? Yeah, it's the same size, also closed. And also near the well, you see another entrance to the bottom floor of the keep. So there seems to be two entrances on opposite sides to the keep. Okay. And you continue walking north, and there is no other gates. And you get to the northern wall walking west, back to where you started. And uh, you really, you hear like some wrestling as you get like on the like northernmost point of the keep centered. Sounds like there's like a maybe like a little sparring ring that people are using at at this point of the night, and then you get to where you started. My ears are gonna perk up as we pass by, <laughs> and I'm gonna say, "Sounds like they're tussling in there." <laughs> well, that's definitely a good sign. Yeah, I would say everything seems pretty pretty normal in there, and I'll kind of under my breath, like I, I even saw Bryn. He's looked fine. We'll just keep moving along, I think. Uh, yeah, I think we've seen what we need to see here, at least for now. I agree. And Astra, you know where we're going? Yeah, just follow me. And you follow Astra on the northwest road that you entered on and head towards the Bronze District. Looking like it's going to be a good summer quonsal. Better than the last one, hopefully.
So you find yourself back on the main road that you entered on whenever you first got to the city. This area of town is a little bit more rambunctious. The bars are very populated. People are outside drinking because it's too filled up on the inside. You notice quickly a degrading quality in the structures as you go into the bronze district from the main road. This main road is kind of the split between the bronze and the canal district. And it appears the buildings on the bronze district side of this road were very nice on the main road. But as you get into the alleyways and start heading into the deeper parts of the bronze district, it's becoming a lot more dilapidated. The roads are becoming narrower. There are stones missing from the cobbled paths as you get deeper in. And it's becoming especially muddy because of that recent rain. And the path is more alleyway than it is road just because of how narrow it's getting. A lot of the structures around you are in awful conditions. Upkeep is obviously not done, and the buildings are derelict due to neglect. However, it does appear people are inside these buildings as you can hear voices and hints of stove fires. The people around you pay no attention though, and ones that do notice you seem to be more intimidated by your appearance than anything. Those that do seem to be intimidated will make eye contact with you from a distance and then make a turn that they obviously didn't want to take. The pathing is very maze-like as there is no grid system pathing through these slums. Astra, as familiar as you are with Chandelin, within the Bronze District, because it's changed so much over the past two years, your city secrets ability is not usable. The roads you are familiar with could now lead to dead ends due to houses crumbling apart or new shacks being built. I just imagine Asher walking through these streets just going, Mend! Mend! <laughs> <laughs> fixing up the town one mend at a time. Was it bad when I was, whenever I lived here? Yeah, it was bad when you lived here. Uh, it's just basically like the quick ways that you know through the area are gone because of buildings falling over into the paths or new areas being built up that are just kind of like really crappy little shacks. So, it's just generally like a high turnover rate here. Yeah. Like, There's no city maintenance, it seems. It seems it's all on the on the citizens that live in this district to take care of things, and they don't have the money to do it. Gotcha. Well, they let the bronze district get really run down. Wasn't this bad when I lived here. Yeah, I guess this is where all the poor people live now, huh? I guess so. Uh, well, do you still remember the way to the, the witch's home? Do I know the general area? You know, like, where it is. It's just you don't know how to get there quickest because you, the, some of these roads are showing off as dead ends. So you you know how to get there still. It's just going to take you a little bit more time to get there. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I know where, she, where her hut was. Some of these roads and alleyways are kind of blocked off, though. We might have to kind of make a circle to get back to where we need to be. Might have to take a longer route. Very well. But I... I think it's this way. Well, let us continue. So you continue on through the bronze district, seeing more and more people, seeing the structures becoming more and more dilapidated. And then from a distance, you all see this large, poorly made wooden structure. Several tin cylinder chimneys exhume different colors of smoke. Astra, you recognize this as Olga Riddle's home. This is it. And I'll just kind of s- stare for a second. Okay. It looks like it would be it. I'm going to reach into my pouch and just readjust my wand so that it's easier to grab quickly. <laughs> so, Astra, once you learn what she did to your mouse, are you going to kill her? <laughs> I wouldn't think so. I really just need information at this point. And I also need to see if she knows anything about my mother. 
Uh, yes, we probably shouldn't jump two arms too quickly now, Keth. She's evil, right? She cursed She cursed your mouse. Maybe you. I, I need to find out what she did, but I mean, it was so long ago, I can't just kill her for a curse. I don't <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> if she, you know, decides to become violent, then we'll play it by ear, but... Then we'll bash her. Okay. So do we just knock, or...? I guess so. I'll walk up and knock on the door. Okay. So you walk up. You're still kind of at a distance. You walk up, and you get closer to the front door. It looks like there's... It's not a door. It's a curtain. Probably fallen apart over the years, and she didn't really care to get it fixed. She just put up a curtain. So there's nothing to really knock on unless you knock on the wall? I'll probably do that. Okay. So you knock on the wall. You give it a minute or two, and... Nothing happens. No one comes to the curtain. Okay. I'll kind of see if I can see through the curtain. Uh, hello? So inside this large wooden shack, a smell of incense overpowers your senses. It's familiar to you, Astra, but for all of you, it's definitely pretty rough. Hidden behind that stench, you can smell the stench of animals, their feces and their decay. You look around from the front door and you see that around this 20 by 30 foot room, you see several cages of animals, a table filled with an alchemy set, a cauldron of orange liquid, a sitting area of pillows, rugs, and linen blankets in the center of the room, and across the way, a doorway arch covered with a curtain. There are various species of animals in the cages, but they all seem malnourished and are not faring well. A lot of them have wounds and a yellow tint in the white of their eyes. A lot of the cages have rusted over, and despite being uncomfortable in a well-kept cage, a rusted one is much worse. Looks like she's still experimenting with animals. What is she doing to these animals? I don't like the looks of this one bit. Yes, I'm a little bit disturbed here. Hello? I'll just kind of walk in. Okay. You say hello and start to walk in, and then you hear, My, my, my. I know that smell. Two years later, you finally come back to me. The raggedy curtain on the back wall is pushed to the side. A tall, creepily slender old woman stands with perfect posture. Her skin a blue-gray, her hair a dirty silver. The stench of sulfur enters the room with her. She looks at the five of you briefly in shock with a pause and says, But it appears my favorite apprentice has brought company. I'll give a little nervous wave. <laughs> Hello, Olga. Astra, my favorite, what are you doing back here in Chandelin? Well, some unforeseen circumstances has brought me back. I looked for you for quite a while after you ran away with my mouse. You made the mouse! I didn't make the mouse, I dusted on it. What did you do to it? You mean, what did I do to it? Be specific! I was doing some experiments. I was getting pretty far with it, too, until she ran off with it. What kind of experiments? Well, I was trying to turn them into a vessel. You see, I wanted something that could help me speak with the dead and the awakened at all times. Well, he definitely doesn't do that. Oh, really? Nope, you completely failed. Well, I don't know. Remember, we were in the... Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> yeah, I, th I thought he did do that. Yeah, there was definitely a point, remember, when we found the key of Kilnar? I'm just going to turn around. Yeah. <laughs> I, I make eye contact with him because I know what he was trying to do. And I'm gonna... <laughs> I would just like to remind everyone that my, that my flaw is I cannot keep a secret. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yes, I was very mad at you. I even tried to curse you whenever you left, but guess it didn't work. Yeah, I saw that. You saw that? What kind of curse did you try to place on her? Ah, something quite clever, you see? It's called the Chaos Hex. My warlock master, he, he taught it to me. 
His name's Ikup Plue, but he's dead now. Named for Patreon supporter Jacob Williams, aka Blue Torch. Hey. It's a permanent curse that when your life force cannot control an arcane surge, an effect occurs. What kind of effect? They call it wild. Wild magic. Oh. <laughs> like that time you were breathing bubbles. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, so it worked. Oh, yeah, it definitely worked. I'm just seething. <laughs> well, I still think that uh, maybe that mouse could be some use to me. Think I could buy him off of you? No. 50 He's... gold, come on. Seems no. fair for a mouse with unknown abilities if it's working. I'm going to look at Oysterich. 250 gold? No. I see how you treat animals. That What are you... What are you doing with these animals now? Well, you see, whenever you took the mouse, I had to start doing more experimenting, and I had to start all over again. So a lot of animals have been tortured because you took my mouse. What are you doing to this one? And I'll point to a goat. Sure. <laughs> well, I'm doing the same thing. I'm trying to figure out how to make this this vessel thing work for me. I need some kind of animal to talk to the dead. Why? Well, I can't do it to myself. It might kill me. I think she means, why do you want to talk to the dead so badly? Well, I need to learn more from my, my warlock master, Aikaplu. So wait, didn't you say that you had a vision and Oystrich was the one that was cursed, not you? The curse was on Oystrich? So he is a vessel. He really is working. That means the effects that I cursed the mouse with, with you having it on you, is affecting you. What does that mean? Well, that means lucky you. It's not a permanent curse. You get rid of the mouse and it's not going to happen anymore. What's not going to happen anymore? Your bubble speaking thing, apparently. You speak in bubbles sometimes. That's crazy. <laughs> now that I know it's working, though, how about 10,000 gold pieces? No. I'm not going to let you torture another animal if I can have any control over it. Well, I'm going to keep torturing animals with these experiments if I don't get the mouse. <laughs> I'm going to make this happen. Well, maybe we should torture you. How would you do that? For experiments. <laughs> I want to see what your insides look like. Good guys, bad guys. Yeah, <laughs> wait a minute now. We're taking a, a real dark turn here pretty quickly. Are you threatening me for testing on animals? First of all, you're not testing on them. You're clearly abusing them. Secondly, you tried to curse my little sister. And I'll just put my hand on Astra's shoulder. Since when do you have a brother? Since when do you have an orc lineage? My chosen family. I don't know what that means. Well, maybe you would have if you wouldn't have, you know, tortured animals and been a very bad influence on me. 20,000 gold pieces? <laughs> I'm going to turn back around. <laughs> okay, so you have 20,000 gold pieces, yet you can't... Why are you living you here? You can't even buy a door? You can't buy nice cages for these animals and feed them? You guys, look, it's obvious. The money, the experiments, the talking, to, none of it matters. She's lonely. She's been lonely this whole time. Well, I would she doesn't ever, I even understand the concept of a friend. I, I mean, Plu was my friend. He's been gone for 10 years. It's a long time. And why do you need to talk to him so bad? He has so much more to teach me. Uh, where exactly is this person located? Plu? Yes. He's dead. Where's his body? <laughs> well, <laughs> I have his skull. I'm just kind of nodding. Yeah, that would probably work. <laughs> you kept his head? Well, yeah. I wanted to talk to him again. 
just kind of look over at Astrid. You know there are other people that you can learn from. Not like this, Astra. Not like this. Okay, I, I don't even know why I came here. Um, well, now, now I know why uh, weird things happen whenever I do magic. Well, it sounds like that's why you came here, is you had questions about that. Yeah, I had a vision of you cursing me and or Oysterich and needed to know what to expect. So I guess now I know why that happens. Doesn't seem like I have any other reason to be here. Unless you want to sell me the mouse. No. Well, okay. One last thing. Did did you know my parents? No, you didn't come to me until after you came an orphan. I'm just going to kind of sigh. Well, ready, guys? For what? If you're, if you're, if you're ready. Seems like a lost cause. Doesn't seem like she wants to change, so let's go. On our way out, I'm going to turn back to her and say, uh, you know, there are, there are spells you can learn to speak with dead people, right? Not this dead person. I'll uh, roll my eyes right, right, <laughs> and continue back out the curtain. <laughs> I'm going to say, Azeroth, what does she keep meaning by that? I'm getting uh, like a creepy, where is your book? It's on your side, right? Yeah. I, th- I, I picture it like literally strapped around me like just like a, a like a strap through the binding kind of thing yeah okay she actually sees that and says oh another warlock why yes well you must be like Aka blue now you should understand why i need to talk to him is he your patron no he's a link to my patron that i have yet to link to myself who is your patron he's not well known he's from exodus what's an exodus don't know of exodus it's the plane keth remember He's in charge of Exodus. Hmm. He tortures those that die here in Asus that deserve to be tortured. So he's your master's patron, but you don't have a link with this. I never learned to. That's why I need to talk to Aka Plu. So you're not a warlock? No, not not yet. But I see that you follow the great old one. I do, yes. I've spoken with him many times. Do you know how I can speak to him? Maybe he knows how I can reach Exodus. I do not. Um, usually he initiates the conversations. Hmm. Although, now that I think about it, I'm going to uh, speak to her with my awakened mind. Okay. Are you able to speak like this? No, I cannot, she says out loud. But she puts her hands up, and she kind of points her fingers at all of you, in a sense, and bows her head and closes her eyes. And you all sense an arcane energy fill the room. Those of you who are proficient in Arcana can give me Arcana checks if you'd like. Seven. Twenty-four. Uh, Astra, you are not sure what she's doing at all. Felomir, however, you get a sense of what she's doing exactly. She's actually casting two spells at once. They're both detect-type spells. One of them is like detect magic, but you're not exactly sure what she's doing. And then you can also see that she's reading all of your thoughts. And she says, but I can do this. And I'll, uh, I'll just choke up on my Warhammer a little Be bit. Be careful, I'm on the edge. Orc. Be careful. No need for that. As she has her eyes are still closed. You cannot do what? What are you doing right now? She is casting two spells at once, I believe. How could she do that? Uh, have I ever heard of that before? Uh, detect thoughts? No, uh, twin spell. Oh. Uh, I mean, you know, Astra can twin spell. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
forgot what happened. Okay, well, you're, you're saying that we can all feel that she's like in our thoughts right now? No, you no. can't feel that, you're in, that she's in your thoughts, but you can feel that she's done something arcane-like, and it's kind of filled up the room a little bit. You feel like a, a... I don't know how to describe what an arcane feeling is like because we don't have it in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, Imagine when you feel static build up. That's yeah. kind of how I picture it. Yeah. I, I, I think Finch's uneasiness here. is going to have him put his hands on the orbs. And and you can actually kind of sense like, it's. Not, I think it's probably like being near a power generator that you shouldn't be near. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll probably do one hand on the orbs and then the other hand on like my bowie knife or something kind of like Keth is doing. Like, I'm not cool with this. And then she says, also, several of you have been hexed. Tiefling, you have no tiefling blood within you at all. This is true. And the orc, and you, human, your your eyes have been removed by a curse. I guess. But Astra and the gnome, you're you're pure. No no curses on you. Well, I had that taken care of. So then you didn't curse me. No, I think we covered that. It, it's on the mouse, maybe. I will say I do not appreciate you trying to get inside of our minds. Ah, oh, you caught that. I did. You're quite clever, Warlock. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> He's the smartest gonna, man I know. I'm gonna look at Felomir like, why are you getting <laughs> flustered? Like, <laughs> He's blushing. <laughs> you can't tell though, because, you know, whatever. Tiefling. I don't know what, what I would be blushing. Although I'm afraid I cannot help you. Okay, well, guess I'll continue trying to reach Akaplu. So what happens when you connect to your patron? What, what, what is What is your end goal here? Well, I'll gain abilities like your friend here. I'll just sort of look at Finch and nod. Yes, power. How did purpose? Ikaplu die? Ikaplu died of age. Much like many. I assume this old tiefling here will be dying quite soon. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> it appears that you probably are older than you should be. You could say that, yes. I was an elf for a majority of my life. Ah, is that the curse then? Yes, I wasn't quite sure if it was a curse, but that's what happened. It's a powerful curse. That's for sure. Much like the wild magic. Would you know how to change him back? Take quite a bit of energy. I could do it. A ritual would need to be done. A lot of blood. Oh, gosh. I have come to accept my fate, Finch. I'm going to look at him with admiration. Give him a nod. And I've come to accept my curse as well. And I'll blink over at Finch. Yeah, I'll I'll blink right back at him. (laughs) So if she's saying that somehow the curse kind of like went off the mouse and also kind of hit you and like you guys got it the same ways so is is that why you can also talk to like lesser guardians or whatever no that's different that's different okay my guess is that the witch doesn't know anything about that but does know about all the other shit yeah i was just wondering if whatever she was trying to do to oysters to make him a vessel also rubbed off on astra as well just like i guess the curse and she's like evil too right like, she's pretty, she's not a good person, right? She's, all right. You just look around the nah, room. Look. <laughs> yeah. My, but I mean, like, like towards Astra. No, I don't think she's evil. I think she's just She's just off. driven <laughs> yeah. by one thing. She's chaotic, driven. maybe. Well, I mean, it can be seen as evil. I don't think she's an inherently bad person. I just, like, when I said she's lonely, I wasn't joking. Like, this is how her life has been. Like, when you look at how she sees animals, like, it's not like I hate these things. She just doesn't see them as... She's got moxie. Like, the fact that she didn't understand why Astra would be upset about the animal thing was like, oh, she's just 
weird or some shit. Bad shit crazy. Because if she was evil, she'd be like, ah, my experiments. <laughs> she's like, I'm just trying to I do I look at it like we watch an episode of Hoarders and there's just shit everywhere. Like people had like kennels for their dogs and. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea how y'all were going to approach this. This is just a big old moral, moral decision. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Oh, I thought you were making it seem like this was going to be Astra's finale and this is why we needed to go here before we did the keep. Um, I mean, you're finding out. Yeah. We found a lot of shit out. Like, we I'm found out the... Okay. This is why I like your DM style better because it's, it's as if I play D- D&D with a bunch of other strangers and shit. <laughs> but, like, I saw a post uh, on Twitter that was like, DMs make this mistake where it's like when you're going into a, a situation that could be combat or whatever immediately there's a map immediately roll initiative but like you don't even know any of that is happening yet so it's like just roll up see what happens like you don't even know you're going into a dungeon or you're going into an encounter with an enemy it's just like there's a guy right there see what's up whatever happens happens well is is there anything i can do for you then it appears you can't do anything for me um i have no further business here no astra no i have seen all of all I needed to see and I'm going to take out I'm gonna take out some rations 38 rations <laughs> Jesus I'm gonna take out uh 15 rations and like shove it at her like, at least feed the animals clean up these cages oh, have fine. some humanity fine I'll do it I'll do it maybe if they're healthy it'll be quicker <laughs> Maybe if you treat them not like experiments, you'll have some companionship and not be so lonely and sad. And then I'm just going to leave. Wow, Astra. You didn't have to say all that. I'll, uh, I'll wait for everyone else to, to leave, and then I'll, I'll leave last, but I'll back out watching for her to cast a curse on me as I walk away. Y'all head out the wooden house, heading back to the Crimson Keep. Well, if there's enough time, we might be able to get back for whatever doors needed to, uh, to do. I mean, right, because that was evening going on night, so I would assume that maybe we do that tomorrow so that we can... Well, all he told us was he was woozy. Yeah, as far true, as y'all yeah, know, we don't have anything. any reason to go back. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heading to the Crimson Keep, then? I guess we're heading to the Crimson Keep. Yeah, I'll nod. So y'all head out of the area you're in where the witch is living and make your way back to the canal district. You head back to the Crimson Keep in the middle of the canal district of Shandon. As you get close, you see that familiar scene that you saw about an hour ago. Everyone is still kind of outside doing different things like archery and you can hear some wrestling happening. You actually hear some like mugs clinking and people cheering and celebrating the summer quantal inside the keep. It seems to be a pretty good time. Uh, can I spot Bren through the gate again? Uh, yeah, this time you go over to the gate and you kind of peek from a distance and all five of you kind of like stop to the side of the road and people are walking by and you see through the scattered of people that he's not necessarily in the archer zone anymore. He is over by this little hut where there's a guard. And it's this little hut that's near the gate basically appears to be like a guard that welcomes people as they come to the gate. So there is a guard at the gate that... He's not like at the gate watching. He's just kind of, you know, like a little security hut that like a 
mansion would have. He mm-hmm. has like one of those little huts that he's just kind of sitting in and Bren is talking to him. And that's on the inside, right? It's on the inside of the... There's no one stationed on the outside of the gate? No. Okay. I guess I'm going to approach, but as I am, I would like to take another perception check just to give one last like glance to make sure everything looks normal. Okay. Or what I perceive to be normal. Give me a perception check. Is anyone else interested in checking things out? Uh, yeah, I would like to also give a perception check. Maybe since I can see pretty well in the darkness. That's true. Um, I would like to maybe just look to where I would assume that no one else in our group would be able to see anything. Okay. So corners further away where it's particularly dark, anything like that. In that case, y'all will both have lone perceptions. 28. So nothing really stands out to you, Finch, even though it's that high of a roll. It's just so dark, and the only thing that's kind of lighting up areas is people holding torches and things like that. Bellamir? Uh, 14 for me. Uh, with your devil sight and a 14, uh, just the kind of rambunctious area that this seems to be with people walking by the keep and walking around it on this main on these main roads, you don't really notice anything that stands out either. Okay. Right, well, I'm going to approach the gate and try and get Bren's attention. Okay. So you approach the gate and look over. How are you going to get his attention? So you're saying that he's on the inside of the gate next to a little house thing or security kiosk with just shooting the shit with this one guy. So I'm just going to kind of like, Bren, Bren. Okay. Let me give him. He actually doesn't hear you. Are you trying to get that guy's attention? Bren. Hey, Bren. (laughs) Shit. You see him turn his head and look at the gate. And he kind of like squints his eyes trying to see in the dark. Uh, at that, I'll kind of like pull my, my hood back a little bit so that he can see my face. And then once I see that he recognizes me, I'm going to put it back up. Bren just looks over and sees Finch and immediately is like, Finch! I'm going to come here, come here. <laughs> Bren just like immediately runs over there. Okay. Finch, oh my God. Like, you've got my message. You're here. I am, and thank God you're still here. Is everything okay in here? Yeah. Bryn just, like, looks over. You said there was a guard there? Yeah, he's probably, like, ten feet away from you now, but uh, he's inside the guard tower. Okay. I'm just going to look up and be like, open the gate immediately. <laughs> uh, the guard has, oh, okay, okay. And he walk, he grabs a set of keys and runs over to the gate and unlocks it and lets you all inside. All right. Now I'll look out and be like, oh, you all were with Finch and Gamor. Yes, these are my companions. Bryn goes through and like very earnestly like shakes your hands. It's so nice to see you all again. We've never met, right? Yeah, we haven't met. Not met. Like I would say that Bryn basically like just saw y'all. He probably saw you at the graduation, mm. but y'all never talked or anything like that. Well, I'm Kath, the champion of Yen. That's a long name. Hi, I'm Astra. Very nice to meet you, Astra. Nice to meet you. Uh, Felomir. Actually, you have never seen this man. He is a tiefling and uh, not, oh, yeah. not an mm-hmm. elf anymore. That makes sense. So I'll be like, oh, very nice to meet you. And then I'll kind of like, I was like, you had an elf with you, didn't It's the same guy. Oh. Uh, yes, I, I did used to be an elf. And I mean, and I used to have a second eye. I'll kind of lift up my... And I'll just kind of look at him and shrug. Oh. Uh, a lot, a lot has happened. Yeah. I mean, you know. Same here. We'll talk about that eye patch later. And then you, sir? <clears throat> it is I, Dorothy Fabe Groman Kyle. Gnomish fellow with a bardic style. Oh All my right. god, I actually got it right. Yeah, it is I, Dorothy. You may call me that. 
Doris, thanks for cutting that one down for me. It is fun. So what, uh, I mean, you obviously got my message, but why are you uh, being all low-key? Have, have you guys not heard anything here? The, all the outposts, they're, they've been taken out. Shadow assassins, they're killing all of our members. They're killing all of our messengers. I, no, no, like all of the, the letters you sent were just out in the open for whoever was doing this. They, they know that I'm coming here. They know you have the Black Lord. Somebody knows. Oh. Something is happening. Oh, no, we haven't gotten any word of any murders. I mean, everything here in Chamberlain's been kind of uplifting and upbeat with the Quantal going on. As it should be. Yeah. It's Quantal season. You're kind of being a downer, Finch. I don't... I don't think you understand the levity of this situation. Latalia and and her outpost, it's gone. They're... She's dead. That's... It's no joke, and, and, and Vlad... Okay, well, yeah, that does sound serious. There are at least two outposts that need to be filled again, and, and sooner rather than later, I would think. We should probably carry that news into uh, into this keep. H- have you heard any word from Captain Gate? No. No, Why? no messages? Uh, just... Why would I... Just nothing he said. Nothing sounded a little weird or off that he might have said. <laughs> I, I'm expecting word from him, is all. About what? How does he seem these days? Does he seem upbeat or...? Well, I mean, we, we haven't spoken to him. I mean, we've been really just trying to help prepare for the Quantal in any way we can. Well, I, I informed him that we were traveling here. Uh, I hope to see him, is all. Okay. Way to be cagey about it, but that's fine. I, I will divulge more when the time is right. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, uh, do you need any supplies? Do you, are you good? I think that orb would be nice to have. Sure, sure. I mean, that's obvious. I just didn't, you know. And I think also you and everyone else would be in less danger if it wasn't here. Okay, well, you know, that's fine with me as well. I, I just brought it to the first place that I knew I could get it stored safely. No, this is this is, this is great. This is fantastic. I, I was really expecting something much worse. Uh, again, uh, someone is after us and these orbs and they know that this is happening. So sure, no, I mean... Whoever's in charge needs to know something. I'm going to say it out loud, out of game. Maybe not in game. He doesn't feel this way, but out of game. Oh, my God. Shit is way too calm and serene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Felomir's starting to get that, like... Shit weird. This isn't <laughs> what I was ex- kind of expecting to walk into. We were being so cautious, but seemingly for no reason... Either something about to happen or something is happening and we're walking into it. Yeah, or yeah. Yeah, already happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Brad, where did you find that orb? Well, pretty much out in the middle of the Shadow Sea. Fairly difficult getting out there. I met a real nice gentleman named Captain Jensen, who I very affectionately called Bottleneck. I mean, that was his nickname as well. But uh, we barely lived through the storms that are out on that sea. And in the center of it was a giant cyclone of water that I reached into and pulled the black orb out of. What made you reach into it? There was a, like, faint face staring out of the cyclone. And after we defeated some water elementals that uh, very much seemed to be dead sailors a like hint of obsidian kind of poked out 
of the cyclone, and I just reached in and grabbed it. So you're telling me you sailed through the Shadow Sea? Yeah. Um, I don't want to say that it was the smartest thing that I've ever done. It wasn't. Yeah. Um, I I tend to agree with you, but it it was what the command ordered me to do was to investigate the imbalance on the Shadow Sea. You, sir, should be dead. Yes. How did you manage to get out of that? Well, um, the trip in was mostly luck, I would say. I don't really know how that boat stayed intact, but we just hit this pile of smooth stone where the cyclone was. But when we ventured back out, uh, we were not as lucky, and the boat did capsize. But I found a, a piece of the ship while I was just floating and held on as long as I could, but eventually fell unconscious. Wow. But when I came to, I found uh, a monastery that helped me out and then eventually trekked my way down to Chandelin and, you know, put the orb in the possession of these folks here. They've got a vault up at the top of the tower that's that's holding the orb now. I'm surprised you were able to grab the orb. Why do you say that? Well, did anything happen? A, a, out of us, Finch is the only person that seems to be able to handle the orbs without something weird or bad happening. Yes, I'm also very intrigued that you were able to just hold on to the orb. It, it let you grab it. I wouldn't say um, nothing weird hasn't happened. I certainly had some bad dreams. Oh, thank God you didn't say the V word. <laughs> What's the V word now? He's got a thing with visions. I don't have a thing with visions. You two have a thing with visions. And I'm going to point to Finch and Astra. Is a vision you just have like when you're not dreaming? But like the same thing? Oh my God. Oh no, I've had those. Yeah, for sure. Oh Definitely really? Had those. What kind of visions? Do tell. Look, I know, I know that uh, we all have a lot to talk about, especially Finch's eye patch. But <laughs> if what you say is true, Finch and I really need to get this information to uh, to Captain Ayla Varzand here at this keep, so that we can kind of get the get the word out. So I think we should go ahead and venture inside. Please lead the way. I'll nod. At this point, as we start to walk in, I'm going to bring my hood down and bring out my Crimson Command emblem. When you enter the first floor of the keep, you find yourself in a gathering hall. There's multiple dining tables and a cluster in one of the corners, and it's a thousand square foot room. The corner of the room is a dedicated area for food preparation. You see stairs leading up to the second floor on the north side of the keep, and then also directly underneath it, another set of stairs going down to some sort of basement or cellar or something. Bryn starts to lead you to these stairs leading up and continues talking to you as you move up the stairs. Yeah, I'll look over to Asher and say, yeah, I mean, as soon as I grabbed the orb and kind of got back on shore, uh, dreams and visions and even sometimes hallucinations of uh, people I know dying and even myself dying. I've watched myself drown in that sea quite a few times. That sounds terrible. Yeah, it's not great. It's not uh, it's not pleasant. Are you still having visions? Uh, thankfully, no. Um, they did go away as soon as the orb was out of my possession and um, the good people here put it in the vault. But uh, I've definitely got plenty of those horrible visions and images to last me a lifetime. I'm so sorry. 
I feel like we're walking upstairs and those two are like side by side and Felomir is like sticking his head like in between them <laughs> like a step down. And then after you say that, I'm going to be like, were you able to talk to anyone in these visions? Was there anyone communicating with you? No, it just felt like kind of forced prison of horrible images. You know, it was kind of like a third person view of just horrible things happening to people that I, you know, love and care about. Hmm. That sounds slightly different than the visions that uh, the people in our group have had. What all of you experienced. And at that point, you make it onto the second floor of the tower. And on the second floor, you find yourself in an armory and barracks. There are about 50 beds set up as bunks throughout the room. And then over on the walls, you see racks of weapons and backpacks and just anything you would imagine a guard in a town would need. Um, well, I have had no visions personally, but um, Astra has had quite a few, uh, typically involving uh, lesser guardians that we have been in close proximity to. Uh, yeah, that sounds better uh, than what I experienced. <laughs> Mine was, it was literally just all death-centric. Do you feel you uh, fixed the imbalance in the, in the Shadow Sea? When you, when you took the orb, did things calm down or as soon as i pulled the orb out of the cyclone uh it dissipated as soon as we kind of found ourselves on that piece of rock in the middle of the shadow sea the cyclone was there and also you know where we were was kind of like the eye of the storm so the surrounding area was calm outside of that cyclone but that cyclone did dissipate as soon as I pulled the orb out. So, but I mean, the Shadow Sea at large is still there. So I'm not really sure. After hearing about all that you've done with these people, I figured the orb was probably a pretty important item to bring back. Yes, I'm, I'm still not quite sure what my end goal is here, but I, I know that I'm meant to protect these orbs somehow. It, it, I've been given some sort of power gift to hold and protect them, and it is what I... As as you're saying that, I'm imagining you're walking in front of Bryn, because, like, me and Astro were, sitting, like, walking next to each other, and I'm literally just gonna, like, sweep your foot to trip you. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, look, buddy, you're... I know, like, oh, you've got all these powers now, but <laughs> you're still... You're still a, a graduate to me. I'm just gonna kind of, like, shove him on the shoulder. Whatever, dude. <laughs> You make your way to the stairs and head up to the third floor. Once you get to the third floor, you see that this isn't just a wide open room like the other ones. There's actually closed off rooms and each of them are in officer's quarters. And also in the center of the room with these uh, quarters all around it, you see like a huge circular table and it's got a map of Shandlin on it. It seems to be some sort of war room and you're walking to the other stairs to move up to the fourth floor. Have we seen Captain Ayla yet? No, we'll say that she's up near the vault helping guard it. Okay. We're walking past this table? Yeah. I'm going to stop when we get to it and just gaze at it for a little while. Okay. Oh, this is a wonderful map. Yeah, we'll say that that kind of slows the pacing through the tower at, to continue the conversation. As uh, Felomir's doing that, I want to, like, you know, scooch over to Finch and be like, so what's up with your eye? I feel like that's kind of important for uh, a ranger, you know, having both of those. Well, luckily, it wasn't my, my shooting eye, but uh, we ended up in Mithron in, in the School of Planar Learning, and there was some sort of portal we, we went through, and the only way out was 
some riddle that I honestly, I'm still not sure that I understand. Um, and I, it told me to cut out my eye. It said it was the only way out. And I tried to wait there as long as I could. Felt like a day, maybe more. But there was nothing and, until I went for it. And then I popped out and just this fleshy patch. And it was like I was had just walked into my companions. It, it wasn't hadn't been any length of time. It was not cool. Yeah. That sounds very not cool. And uh, it actually it happened to my friend Keth over here, and, and Doroth actually lo- lost an, an ear in it. But um, Oh, yeah, Keth does have an, another eye patch, right? Uh, I'll yeah. flip my eye patch up and show my fleshy eye I mean, at least flap. You, at least you're not alone, buddy. That's nice. I'm going to just open my pouch and take my wand out and, like, clean my ear and then put it back. <laughs> <laughs> What your ear? <laughs> like it's itching or something, uh, and I just mess with my ear and then put the wand back in my marsupial pouch. <laughs> oh no! Do I notice the marsupial pouch? Now I don't know. You, how now you do. Because I don't he, know how not. He'll probably yeah. he, li- he probably just lifted the shirt. And pulled it out. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna see that and be like, was that a part of the same ordeal? Oh no, no. This was. It's actually quite convenient now. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it. Is like the viscosity in there not an issue because that that one looks like it's probably seen better days huh i think that it's convenient <laughs> and i'm going to keep it <laughs> and i'm not going to feel self-conscious about it at all okay <laughs> i mean i'm not you know. <laughs> <laughs> look hey i think it's great it is it does seem very convenient i didn't need you to tell me that okay okay and that actually happened in the school as well it's also uh, that that was a different sort of thing that wasn't a portal that was a, an arcane cabinet that uh divvied out things that were supposed to be good but uh well oh hang on sorry you said that was in mithron yes in the school of planar learning were you part of the darkness lifting yeah that was us i i started a, a whole um a whole another crimson command outpost in, in yin it was a city surrounded by the darkness yeah and i became champion of that place oh that tracks and there's a huge statue of me there no big deal. It was our home for quite some time, actually. Wow. Yeah. And, like, Bryn, Bryn is going to genuinely kind of, like, look around. And that's incredible, guys. I mean, lifting the darkness had a pretty huge impact everywhere. I mean, it was it was large news. So that's incredible to hear that you were the reason for that. I've been in through some weird uh, adventures after the, after the Shadow Sea incident, after the Helltron Shield Monastery kind of got me back into uh, fighting spirits and healed me up. I went through the South Carlin Forest, seeing as it was the fastest route to Chandelin, and came across a goblin encampment. My provisions were starting to run out. So navigating around, I could have handled it, but I think my, my rations would have ran out. So I decided to try and sneak through in the night. Didn't pan out, got caught. And while I was in the jail cells, I overheard they were trying to stage a coup against the Goblin King. Just this kind of ragtag group of goblins that were sick of that guy's shit, I guess. So uh, I overthrew a goblin government, which was kind of cool. The the new king rewarded me with provisions to get me through the rest of the trip. So that was nice. That was wild. I mean, not like lifting the darkness of Mithron that's plagued that area for, you know, 700 years. But I thought it was, you know, I was really stoked on it. It sounds like quite an accomplishment. Look, I'm just going to be real. 
The jealousy in the air is chewable. <laughs> you can just go ahead and say it. Look, I'm very proud of my friend. I don't know what you're talking about. The singular friend. Duly noted. <laughs> <laughs> Look, any friend of Finch's is a friend of mine. <laughs> is it the pouch thing? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean it. I no, really. It, it's fine. It's fine. Not everyone's going to find it attractive. It's okay. <laughs> God, he's probably playing right now. Felomir, was there something you wanted to do with the map other than look at it? I just feel like Felomir would be captivated by it. Sure. So you all kind of start moving towards the stairs leading up to the fourth floor again. And once you get up to the fourth floor, you see uh, a small library that takes up half the room. The other half of the room is basically classroom setup. And this appears to be a place where they maybe recruit people from Shandlin to join the Crimson Command and then train them. And so you're walking across this room now, going to the stairs across the room to the fifth floor. While we're walking through, I'll kind of say out to everybody, like, have any of you, I mean, it seems like you guys have traveled all over. Have you been in the forest north of here? I mean, there's a South Carlin and a North Carlin forest. Where did you guys travel here from? Uh, well, we spent uh, a little while in Laron, took a boat here, and landed in Clanport, I believe. Uh, and from there, we just followed the road through Erlin and then to Chandelin. Uh We did not stop in any forest. Oh, how's Erlin doing? Well, well, like, like we said, Latalia is dead. I'm just going to look down <laughs> at my feet. Well, of course, there was the whole Crimson Command ordeal with uh, people getting murdered. Sure. There was also some sort of plague. What was it? Uh, Fickle pox. Yes, yes. A plague? Yes. Long story short... We healed a nation? <laughs> okay. Uh, Felomir rolls his eyes at that one. That's quite a feat. So uh, I would think we don't have anything to worry about well, with a nearby me... nation or, I guess, you know, city having a plague? Well, allow me to elaborate a little bit. Uh, the plague is not a threat any longer, but there was a situation there with the Temple of Deloon um, that had been overtaken by a wraith and a few other undead. Okay. And um, got rid of the wraith. <laughs> good. Well, oh, that's good. This, and, and this whole time, I'm just kind of making eyes at Astro. I'm just fidgeting, like, not looking at anyone. Yeah. But, but hey, remember my missing ear? I found it! And I'm going to, like, push my hair back in my ears there. <laughs> I'm going to see, you know, all of Doris' instruments. I'm going to be like, that's very good. Thank you. I would think that those instruments would be difficult to play with only one of those. Oh, trust me, it broke my heart. I can imagine. There was a, a positive from the whole Deloon thing. Sure, I would say that's a... Uh, the world gained an artist. Definitely a net positive. And three people died. Now, what were they going to give to the world? Well, people die, you know. Yeah. Like they, all the time, they, Astra. They definitely well. do. And that's how Doroth got his ear back. Well, I got my ear back because... Never mind. I'm sensing there was like a, a trade that happened. You could call it that. Okay. I'm going to look over at Finch. A lot of people died. A lot? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the Ficklepox thing was going on in Erlin for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Years. Okay. So the trade-off, I wonder if it had anything to do with some pretty negative stuff I was seeing in the forest. There is a druidic circle in that forest that is doing 
some pretty heinous magic involving bloodletting to fuel magics. I came across what I thought was just a group of people being attacked by several boars and one very giant boar. And, you know, the command pretty much teaches you to help anybody that you see who needs it. So I helped take down those animals, but watched their remains be turned into magical fuel, which was not pleasant. So I snuck out of there in the middle of the night, but I wonder if that had anything to do with what you guys were seeing in Erlen. I mean, did you see any druids in Erlen? Uh, not to my knowledge. Yeah, I don't think so. Like I said, we the, the culprits behind the, the Ficklepox ordeal were wraiths and undead. Yeah, I don't... This magic wasn't necromancy, I don't believe. I mean, I'm really not versed in any of that. I pretty much just know stabby items really well. Do I know anything about druidic circles? Give me a nature check. Fifteen? You know of them. I wouldn't say you know them in, like, in huge detail. Felomir, you probably know of some as well from being from Lathansis, as they're pretty heavy around there. But usually druids are pretty into life and harmony and keeping things kind of natural. So this does sound a little strange that there would be a druidic circle of blood, basically. Yeah. Uh, But you make it to the stairs leading up to the fifth floor, and you climb the stairs to the final floor of the keep. You see the same size room as the first floor with just the outer walls. On one side, you see in the corner near stairs leading to the roof, a rack of bows and crossbows and quivers to arm those that are on top of the keep. The rest of the room is filled with roughly 20 beds. Medical supplies and equipment all over the room organized neatly. One person lies on a bed. A white linen sheet covers his body from head to toe. And then Bryn says, The vault's just over here. And then Bryn begins to walk towards the occupied bed. Bryn, you see a vault, but none of you see a vault, just medical beds. What, uh, what vault? You don't see the vault? It's right here. So you're just, he's just standing over a body? He's walking towards a bed with a body on it. I'm gonna, I guess we'll, we'll walk with him and just kind of look at the body, or at least I will. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I would walk close with him. We're not on the top floor, right? You're on the final floor of the keep, uh, but not the roof. It, hmm. Is this a metaphor? Is it? Is it like your your library where you open up a person? And Guys, I don't know no, why it, this is so no, difficult. No, no, no. It's right here. Wait, I put wait, my wait, hands wait, on wait, the orbs. Hold on. It means it's like a poem. It means something. Hold on. Keth, I believe you said you were going to pull the linen back. Yeah. Okay. You pull back the linen and see a healthy Bryn lying on the bed. Clutched in his hands on his chest is the black orb. The room begins to grow dark. As it grows dark, a green light begins to shine from the key of Kilnar. On your necklace, Felomir, you look around, terrified. The Bryn that has been showing you around begins to laugh maniacally. <laughs> His skin begins to melt off his body, revealing a dark shadow hiding in his flesh costume. The Bryn lying on the bed begins to decay rapidly. The skin deteriorates. Coagulated blood slowly pours out and dries around the area. The organs in his body bloat and pop. The stench is absolutely unbearable. This decaying process continues until he is nothing but a skeleton with the black orb clutched in his hands. 
and then you all hear in your heads. Your journey ends here.